This is a podcast by The Business Times. We all know that cryptocurrency is extremely volatile, and we're reminded of that once again with the crash of USD and Luna in the last few weeks. Crypto as an asset class is one of the highest risk asset classes. And therefore, if you decide to put some of your allocation into crypto, then you should really pick the safest assets in crypto. Those for me personally would be Bitcoin and Ethereum. We're recording this at the end of May 2022. And despite the current slump in values across the markets and Bitcoin falling off its lofty perch at almost $40,000 in the earlier part of May 2022, massive financial institutions remain unmoved in their plans to plow billions into investing in cryptocurrency. And even the International Monetary Fund is saying, don't shun the crypto world completely. Better known establishments are still holding on to their crypto. And that tells us something. They have sizable research teams, in-depth understanding of what's going on, and they share a vision that blockchain technology is going to change financial markets, change the internet, change how we transact, do business, and socialize, and it's going to strengthen financial sovereignty and financial inclusion. The fall, though, left traders scratching their heads as global markets, U.S. interest rates, lockdowns in China and the debacle of the collapsing Terra Luna ecosystem conspired against any possible quick route back for digital assets. What's going on? And where does that leave the value of your digital assets? And should you even consider investing now or ever in cryptocurrencies? Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Business Times where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money-managing and wealth-growing journey. I'm your host, correspondent Howie Lim. This episode also features comments from Sten Ivan, Head of Growth at Hodelnor, and Wayne Huang, co-founder and CEO of Xrex, a blockchain startup, which has been unscathed during this particular crypto winter. Xrex as an exchange, we took a very conservative approach to listing crypto assets. So we've listed neither Luna nor UST on our exchange. So throughout this time, there weren't a lot of chaos with us. But at the same time, we are stablecoin experts. And so we've been writing a lot, just sharing our thoughts. I think for crypto investors, we've had a bearish outlook because we've been in a bull market for quite some time. And we felt at XREX that we're bound for a bearish cycle. And this also has to do with the macros, Fed raising interest, the war going on, COVID not completely over yet. And so there are multiple factors in play that makes us feel crypto is leading into a bearish cycle. And I'd say that Terra UST's collapse perhaps is that last straw. But I wouldn't say that the crash triggered a bearish crypto cycle. But the fallout from this month's implosion of the Terra USD algorithmic stablecoin continues to weigh on digital assets, particularly those related to decentralized finance. And yet financial institutions don't seem worried. Plenty of institutional investors have been investing into the space for quite a while, but the demise of a crypto ecosystem of the size and depth of Terra, once valued at more than 40 billion US dollars, would mark a milestone in the history of blockchain, the digital ledger technology that was initially created to support Bitcoin more than a decade ago and is now the bedrock of the myriad cryptocurrencies that have cropped up since. Yet financial institutions and institutional investors are pressing on. 
based on this vision, they're investing for the long haul. I've actually had one of our investors telling me, hey, Wayne, you know, let's just be honest. We love various cycles. We invested you guys, XRX, in a various cycle. In a bull market, there's a lot of hype. Everything's overvalued. It's hard to get allocation. There's no time to make high quality judgments against investment opportunities. But finally, we're in the next bearish cycle, Wayne, and it's what we prefer. And if you look at our portfolio, the best companies that we have so far were our investments during bearish cycles because that's when we have the time. That's when we have the opportunity to engage with good teams and to make the right decisions. I think institutionals, because that's the way they've planned things, and many of them has anticipated a bearish cycle. So, of course, right now, for many of them, you know, it's finally coming and things are easier and it's finally the time to build. So, I see a lot of them welcoming this bearish cycle. There's also no denying that TerraUSD and TerraLuna's meltdowns have led to this cross-market meltdown as well, and that's triggered this broader economic downturn. Retail investors may not have the know-how or deep pockets to hunker down and weather the storm like institutional investors. But we knew this already, didn't we? So now what? My personal experience as a person whose financial planning involve crypto and who's been investing personally in crypto assets for many years, a retail investor matures as she's been through a few crypto winters. I think this is probably a third crypto winter that I'm experiencing. And so I know I'm mature enough to know when the market's overvalued and there's a lot of hype. And I also know that crypto winters will not last forever because I've been through quite a few of them. Last winter, and that was post-ICO bubble, I did do very well, right? When everybody was dumping, I bought Bitcoin at very low cost to me. And that's allowed me to make a more than 10x return during the last bull run. And this time, and, and I've been holding on to that money and waiting. And this time, I'm slowly starting to accumulate major crypto assets again during this winter because I have been through a few winters. And I know that if I have a five-year, 10-year outlook, that a bull market is bound to come. So I think for retail investors, I have a lot of friends who are new to crypto. And it's during the bull run, the last bull run, it was difficult for me to convince some of them to hold their horses and wait out a little bit or to not go all in and configure their bets over the next three years, four years, implement a solid dollar cost average plan because they were seeing a lot of people making a lot of money. And if I tell them that, look, Bitcoin, Ethereum, they're also at peak right now and uh, you should be careful, then they turn their attention to other new coins that they feel are going to give them the next 10x, 20x return. So it's always difficult for new investors. But I think you tell them about the winters. You tell them about the coming winter. It's, it's different from them having been through one or two themselves. So I think it really helps retail investors to personally go through a winter or go through the second winter. And that will really help to mature them. That pretty much encompasses what most critics of cryptocurrency have been saying about the volatile asset class. So as we try to ignore their pointed looks of, I told you so, perhaps the only way is up. It is understandable that there's a high level of negative sentiments amongst crypto holders 
which may or may not add to the state of crypto winter that we're all trying to get through. Crypto, like any other investment instrument, have a risk to them. They're facing the same headwinds such as inflation, high interest rates, and etc. Currently, the world is not exactly in a stable place, politically and economically, and it's only normal that everything is affected, including crypto. I think there's still huge potential for crypto to turn around this year. Better known establishments are still holding on to their crypto, and that tells us something. We may just have to wait for the storm to calm down completely. It's still rocky right now, but if we're lucky, things will change real soon. That was Stan Ivan, head of growth at Hodelnord. I'm not so sure luck is terribly reassuring right now for those who've lost their life savings and for those who camped outside the home of the elusive businessman at the center of this crypto crash, Do Kwon, a notoriously news media shy man who invented the terror system both coins were built on. And still to come. I hope crypto investors realize that amongst their portfolio, crypto assets will be one of the highest risk assets that they will hold versus stocks, bonds, gold, fixed income. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. We've been mulling over what in the world happened to TerraUSD and Terra Luna, the knock-on effect their collapse has had on the wider crypto market, and what retail investors should do now. I say head for the hills and stay there. We're often advised to not have more than 5% of our portfolios in crypto assets, which now seem to be synonymous with volatility. And that might not affect you too much, but there's no place for knee-jerk reactions right now. Bearish cycles are perhaps the best time to stock up on assets, which would otherwise be overhyped and overvalued in a bull cycle. At any time, feel it's a great investment for anybody to invest their time and effort into understanding cryptocurrencies. And if you're willing to invest in time and effort, a lot of times you don't need to actually put in any money. Your time and attention and effort are super valuable in the cryptocurrency market and projects really reward you for putting in your time and attention, right? So you can collect airdrops, you can earn tokens, but most importantly, invest in your own education. Understand cryptocurrencies and through understanding cryptocurrencies, understand how the world works, understand how financial markets work, understand what is money. That would be a really good investment for anybody. With your actual portfolio, I'd say allocate less than 1%. I would also say that in any bearish cycle is the best time to make investment. When a bull market inevitably come again, and when Bitcoin is back at 60,000 or 80,000 or all-time high, it's not easy. You know, you're going to have to wait for another 24 months maybe for the next crypto winter when you can start to buy these assets at better prices. So various cycles are the best time to stock up some crypto assets. But how long do we hang on for? How much should we even put in? I mean, if we're not faint-hearted, of course. Maybe less than 1%. Judging from previous experience, there's no winter that was just six months, right? Otherwise, it's not called a winter. So if we are in the winter right now, then it is only the very start of the winter. So I also urge retail investors to take a very long-term outlook. Plan your crypto exposure over a five-year horizon. 
not over a five-month horizon. Crypto is not suitable for that type of planning. But over a five-year horizon, I will say that I feel right now Bitcoin should be a pretty good investment if you allocate less than 1% of your portfolio to have some exposure. Due to its immense volatility, inherent risks and status as yet to be mainstream asset class, a low single-digit allocation might be appropriate instead of investing a large portion of your life savings, even if you're optimistic and still believe in crypto, especially since over 40 billion US dollars in value was wiped out because of Terra Luna's collapse. And according to some analysts, there's no question that the strong correlation between cryptocurrencies and other risk assets has broken down recently. As tech stocks in the US rally after weeks in the doldrums, digital assets have largely stayed on the sidelines. Plus, you really ought to know what you're doing before you head into the space, given it still feels like the Wild West out there with very little oversight, which will hopefully change soon. Regulation has been on its way, and I urge policymakers and investors to really follow U.S. regulators. I was really impressed when the president's working group on financial markets released their report on stablecoins last year. The, the research was led by U.S. Treasury. They teamed up with the FDIC and OCC, Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. And the report was published last year in November. All of us can learn quite a bit from the report. This year in April, Treasury Secretary uh, Ms. Liang held a series of hearings at the House and Senate. The videos are online. Not only these regulators, but also many senators of many states have in-depth understanding of stablecoins and really know how to regulate them. Biden's executive report on crypto was also very impressive. It struck a really good balance between fostering innovation and financial stability and investor protection. So responsible innovation. But it, it continues to highlight that regulators want to foster responsible innovation. And during these hearings, you can clearly see that so many senators understand the value of stablecoin, not only as a payment tool for the U.S. economy, but also as an important tool to strengthen the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency because stablecoins are going to allow easy access to U.S. dollar liquidity in emerging markets where the currencies are much more volatile and weak and small, medium businesses and entrepreneurs and individuals would really benefit from better access to the U.S. dollar through stablecoins. They all understood this. The writing was on the wall, given that crypto markets have been struggling this year amid the broader market mayhem, such as the war in Ukraine and inflation. No doubt this should have been anticipated, but could retail investors have avoided such a devastating loss? I personally feel there's no way to sidestep this. It's just how financial markets work. There will be bull cycles and there will be bearish cycles. And especially crypto, maybe because I've been in this since 2012 and I've seen, you know, plenty of cycles come and go. So I, I don't think we could have sidestepped this. I don't think that Terra Luna's collapse had caused this. I think, you know, it's bound to come sooner or later. I also don't think that Terra Luna is going to be the last big project collapse that we'll see in crypto markets, right? Crypto is having so much innovation and so many startups and most of these large-scale social experiments are going to fail and are going to wipe out billions in value and so we should expect this type of thing to continue to happen 
And and that's why I also think. Wow, Wayne, you're not really selling it to me, are you? <laughs> well, I also think that this highlights the necessity for the regulators to come in, and I'm very excited from reading the. Stablecoins report by the president's working group, by the U.S. Treasury, and by listening to the hearings, because I feel they really understand this space, and I trust that they will come up with good regulatory framework and legislature so that we can foster responsible innovation while at the same time protect retail investors. So it sounds like the advice is stay calm and keep crypto. But Singapore's Deputy Prime Minister Heng Swee Keat. While speaking at the opening of the Asia Tech Singapore Summit 2022 at the end of May, reiterated the Monetary Authority of Singapore's warning to the public against trading in cryptocurrencies, noting that MAS has taken steps to limit promotion of cryptocurrencies to the general public earlier this year. And that's it for this episode of Money Hacks. Thanks again to Sten Ivan from Hold Nort and Wayne Huang from Xrex. I'm Howie Lim. Till next time. That was a podcast by the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by the Straits Times, the Business Times, and Money FM eighty-nine point three, you can also download the Audio by SPH app. That's A W E D I O. Do note. All analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast are for your general information only. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions. Recommendations and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties.